coming up. Hey, boy, how you doing? Man, what's gotten into you? Jeez, you're pretty uppity for someone who eats bugs all day. Can keeping pets be morally justified? Does everyone's dog get to live its best life? Not every pet needs as much care as a dog. You could get a hamster or a goldfish. Not every pet needs as little as a dog. What about parrots or sugar gliders? Don't some animals benefit from being kept as pets? I wrote this poem for you. It's called Cat Math. Four paws plus one tail plus nine lives equals one special cat. One special cat minus nine lives equals one sad little girl. What does it mean to take good enough care of your cat or your dog? Your mother and I have been thinking about giving the puppies away. No! Mainly your mother. Pet Ethics, coming up on Philosophy Talk. Do we really have the right to own our fellow creatures? Are there some animals that should never be kept as pets? Is it okay to declaw a cat or to clip a bird's wings? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Accept your intelligence. I'm Ray Briggs. And I'm Josh Landy. We're coming to you via the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where I teach philosophy, and Josh directs the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today we're thinking about pet ethics. Is it okay to own an animal? Oh, Josh, it's not just okay, it's a moral requirement. Everybody should have a dog. Come on, Ray. I mean, if you really love dogs, I don't think you should be encouraging everybody to get one. I mean, look, a lot of people get a dog at Christmas and and, and then they can't care for them properly. And that poor dog ends up at a, a shelter or stuck at home alone all day. Well, okay, maybe those people should get a, a hermit crab or something. But everybody should have some sort of a pet. Yeah, I don't even know about hermit crabs. I mean, they're wild animals, right? I mean, shouldn't they be allowed to swim free with the the waves flowing through their claws. It's not like their owners are hurting them as long as they get enough food and sunlight and like whatever, whatever hermit crabs need. Okay, but even if you provide for their material needs, it just seems unfair to have total power over their lives. I mean, how can you own another living being? Oh, Josh, what is freedom to a hermit crab? It just doesn't have the kind of brain that cares about that. All right, I'll grant you that's probably true for hermit crabs, Ray, but other animals have more complicated needs. Like like your beautiful dog, Blossom. Are you really giving her enough so she can live her best life? Oh yeah, absolutely. I feed her, I walk her, I take her to the vet, I call her my sweet cinnamon roll. All right, okay, so you're doing the bare minimum. No, 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 I'm not done yet. I do enrichment training with her every day. I bring her to work. In fact, she's here right now. Hey, you want to say hi? Hey, Blossom. Blossom, speak. <laughs> okay. All right, I take it back, Ray. You're clearly a great pet owner, but that sure sounds like a lot of work. I just wonder whether most people can manage to provide their pets with that same level of care. Well, not every pet requires as much care as a dog. You could get a cat or a hamster or a goldfish. Okay, but on the other side, not every pet requires as little care as a dog. What about people who keep monkeys and sugar gliders or, or even parrots for that matter? What about parrots? Well, if you want to give a parrot a proper parrot life, you have to let it fly. 
Huh, isn't there any kind of pet you think the average person can take care of properly? Sure, a Tamagotchi pet or a Chia pet. <laughs> you know you have to water a Chia pet, right? <laughs> Fair enough. But I feel like even an absent-minded professor like myself could probably just about manage to do that. Yeah, luckily not everyone's like you. We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Shireen Adel, to talk to happy pet owners about why they bring animals into their homes. She files this report. When you think of pets, you might think of dogs or cats. Last year, when I decided I was ready for pets, I adopted two kittens, Moose and Dusty. They're really affectionate, they're easy to take care of, and they communicate to tell me when they're content or when they need something. But when I asked other people what kinds of pets they have, some of their answers surprised me. I take care of two red-eared sliders. Those are aquatic turtles. Uh, their names are Gamera and Skeletor, and uh, they're both female. I have a hairless guinea pig. Her name is Olive, which is short for olive oil can, because she looks like an aluminum tin can with her fat little wrinkles on her sides. After having her for like 12 years at least, she was digging a hole to lay a clutch of eggs. She's very food motivated, so if she ever sees you come into the room, um, she will be pretty actively verbose, um, chirping and, and making sounds. We got our tree frog from a um, Home Depot tree, actually. So it was a total surprise when I found her. I love that she's not a cat or a dog, to be honest. It's just kind of a, a different kind of pet that we weren't even expecting. According to the American Veterinary Medical Association, after cats and dogs, fish and birds are the most popular pets. Rabbits, ferrets, hamsters, and turtles also make the top 10. And it turns out reptiles are gaining popularity too. Right now I have two cats and two dogs, uh, as well as two reptiles. Jesse Kilborn is a zookeeper in Tampa, Florida. She says that after she started working with reptiles, she really started to love them. You don't really think about the personalities that go along with them. And they do each have these wonderful, unique, individual personalities that are so much fun. She says even though they aren't like cats and dogs, one of her lizards is pretty social. My bearded dragon absolutely loves tactile at this point. It loves to be pet. But her other reptile, a Euromastix, or a spiny tail lizard, doesn't like a lot of human interaction. So he's not a pet that I would encourage if you are wanting a lot of cuddle time or you want to be able to pick them up and pet them all the time, but he's so unique and he likes to uh, run around on our floor and explore and our Great Dane desperately wants to be best friends with him. For Jesse, caring for a pet is about giving an animal the best life it can have. And that's especially important when you give an animal that's not domesticated a home. She got her lizard from a licensed rehabber after someone decided it wasn't a good pet for them. That kind of thing happens a lot. People will get pet snakes from the pet store and think that they're super cool and look, I'm edgy, I have a snake and this is great, but they don't do their research and they don't realize that that snake is gonna grow to be nine feet long. As a zookeeper, part of her job is to understand the environment that an animal needs to thrive when they're in human care. We are constantly doing studies to make sure that the habitats that they are in are built to facilitate their needs, to go beyond their needs, to encourage natural behaviors for that specific species. Things are added in every single day to 
change that habitat so that it's not the same all the time. It's enriching, it's exciting. Jesse says when people realize they can't take care of their exotic or specialty pet, they often release them into the wild. Not only is that bad for the animal's survival, but it can be a problem for the environment too. Many states have restrictions on which animals can be kept as pets, specifically based on whether they could become pests when introduced into the wild. In California, for example, it's illegal to own hedgehogs, gerbils, or ferrets, even though they're common pets elsewhere. So I asked Jesse, if it takes so much to keep wild animals in human care, shouldn't we just leave them alone? My response to that would sort of be, what wild? Because we as humans keep growing and we keep taking over their environments. For a lot of people, having pets is just fun. And if you know what you're doing, you might also be giving them their best shot at survival. But for me, when it comes to pets, I'll stick with my kittens. I got cat class and I got cat style. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Shireen Adel. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.